Welcome to the NACA American Dream Program. Each week, we'll talk about how NACA is revolutionizing mortgage lending with the best mortgage in America. It's no down payment, no closing cost or fees, no PMI, no consideration of your credit score. And guess what? It's at a below market fixed rate. NACA is just relentless. This is the NACA way. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of NACA's Live American Dream Program, where we help you, where NACA is relentless in helping you get in your dream home wherever you want it in the 50 states, y'all. So before I even go talk about any of that, see who we have back? We have the great Eric Exum. Yay! And he's not, uh, he's just, he's part of the show. He just comes when he gets ready and when he's available, but he's always here to answer your questions. But before I get to get to reintroduce him, because you all know him, he's part of your family. Go ahead and start giving them likes and hearts and y'all that always look forward to asking Eric a question. Go ahead and start getting those questions geared up. But first, Internet, what's going on? How are you doing over there? What's hey, like? hey, hey, Damian. We are doing fine over here in Houston, Texas. We are super excited. So to all you Nacolodians out there, welcome to NACA's American Dream Program. Angie Annette Thibodeau coming live at you. And I am so happy because we are literally two weeks away uh, from having our American, uh, our Achieve the Dream event here in Houston, Texas, in the heart of Greens Point, which is here in Houston. Uh, we're going to be here from August uh fourth through the through the seventh so that's thursday friday saturday sunday running continuously from 8 a.m to 8 p.m giving you more of what you need to succeed right here in houston texas and guess what I have been bombarded, Damien, with phone calls, mm-hmm. emails, text messages. They've been hitting me up on social media and everything saying, Anjanette, I don't live in Texas. I'm in Louisiana. I'm in Oklahoma. I'm in Mississippi. Can I come? Yes, you can. This is a Texas-wide event open up to everyone who can hit the highways and byways to get to Greens Point. To get to Greens Point, 200 West Greens Road. That's Houston, Texas, 77067. So if you can get here and drive driving distance. I'm calling you out, Houston. I'm calling you out, Austin. I'm calling out San Antonio. I'm calling out Dallas, New Orleans, Baton Rouge from the north, south, east to the west. Come on here to get what you need best. And I know we got what you need here at the American, uh, at the Achieve the Dream event. Everything under the roof of housing, that's housing assistance, mortgage assistance, rental assistance, home safe, wow. and more, giving you more of what you need to get one step closer to achieving your dream on home ownership and getting you one step closer of preventing foreclosure and rental assistance. So everything you need right here. But as always, you can check us out at www.naca.com to find out not just on the Houston event that's coming for Texas wide, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Mississippi, but also we got another event coming up in September in Baltimore, Maryland for that tri-state area. Get there as well. And that's in September. And then we're going to round it on out in October for Atlanta. So that's all my Georgians and some Floridians out there and some of our Alabama people get on over there to Georgia for the same thing. Again, if you're in the housing process, if you're in this process of getting one step closer to home ownership, this is how you, you go through your member portal make it live, make it, make it updated with all your information, get your virtual workshop done. If you've already done your virtual workshop, guess what? All you have to do now is go on the membership portal. If you go on the member portal and provide all the supporting documents that you need, you're one step closer and you walk into the event straight to your counselor. So it's seamless. It's the possibilities are endless of what you do. I can talk on hours about that, but I want to make sure you know that our today, that today, our 30-year interest rate on a 30-year fix is going to be 4.5%. And on a 15-year, it's 4%. And I still say you can just poke me with a knife because I'm done. You can't beat that with a stick. So I don't want you to see me there. I want you to beat me at the event. Beat me there. At any of these events, you're going to see me. You keep sending me those text messages saying, Anjanette, are you guys going to be there? Yes, we are. So look for us. We're going to be live and in full effect. I want you to join us. So Damien, 
Mm-mm. That was a mouthful. Wait, I, I, you, you left out my most important thing. What's the most important part? The food. Oh, okay. why I heard that y'all was gonna have the turkey leg truck out there, and I'm just, I've just been wanting me old turkey leg. I, you I just know had what? One, as a matter of fact, the other day, oh my gosh, I'm just thinking about it. What? Well, you was just thinking about that? That turkey leg. Oh you my know God. what? Mouth it's, all tuned up. And and you know what? Here's the thing. It is so rare that we, our CEO has decided, not only is he going to shut it down, he's going to make it all hands on deck. That's all of our offices across the country that will be resources and dedicated to work in this event. So we got Mm -hmm. thousands and thousands of people who are pre-registered for this event. Don't let that stop you from coming because guess what? Our CEO has dedicated all the resources to be available, to do counseling, to give us that support. And what we're trying to do, because this is home for me, I'm trying to be the hostess with the mostest and provide every bit of splendor that Texas has to offer. So yes, I got the barbecue truck that's going to be out there. I got the taco truck out there. I got the soul food truck that's coming from Poudat in Louisiana coming. And yes, we got the turkey legs out there. So you know what? We got our our family member on this call, Eric Exum, who just told me he's going to be in Texas, but he's not going to be in Houston. Facebook, give him some hearts because let's let's swindle him. Let's get him to swing on down to come on down. He's going to (laughs) come. If you guys throw up them hearts and get him there. Erica, are you out there? Erica, where are you? I know we can get him out here. I know we can do it. Man, y'all gonna find me up under the truck, knocked out at an eight <laughs> Look, we oh gotta entice Eric to get on out here, Damien. We gotta say, Eric, if you come, we got the turkey leg waiting on you, complimentary. We got Say Amen, the barbecue truck called Say Amen is gonna be here. Ooh, they do some good barbecue, you guys. You know, we gonna, we gonna wine you and dine you and treat you good, Eric. So let's see if we can get Eric, who is not a guest on this show. He is family, guys. He is truly family. This so I think we can talk him into coming this one day. <laughs> well, I, I don't have the cool radio expressions like you guys have, and, and I can't rattle it off like you do. But I'm, I've got some answers to some some questions members or potential members might have. So, well, that'd be, be great. But just a couple of tips before we get started about this event in Houston. One, if you're gonna, even if you're in Georgia and you're in the process, you can still go. If you were planning to go see family make sure you go see them during that time. But let's do this. Make sure you see them on the front end and family on the back end. Because the sooner you can get in and get your documentation, in case you need something else, you have enough time to come back. That's the first thing. Otherwise, also, I would recommend if you can from home, go ahead and upload all of your information before the event starts so you don't have to spend time trying to upload documents at the event if you can. If you can't, we have document sta- documentation stations so that you can upload and scan your information while you're there. So that's just a couple of tips. We're going to be there. We have all parts. If you've already seen a counselor, you can still come there and start going to see a, a counselor again to get updated. Just make sure you do it on the front end so you won't have to try to come back later and you're stuck and it's over. Definitely come wherever you're at, wherever you're coming from. We want to see you there. As Angela says, don't meet me there, beat me there, especially the turkey leg truck. Y'all got to see me there. Damien, I am so laughing because we Eric already is getting phone calls from 214. That's Dallas. 214 say, Eric, we got what you need in Texas. Everything big in Texas. And then, wait, and 713, that's Houston. 713 is saying, E-E, give me the tea. So <laughs> they already got us covered, Eric. They putting the pressure on to you, baby. They so say, Eric, E-E, I guess you're going to have to show up. You don't have I'll to be in up. Texas for the meetings. We'll see what happens. But, um, <laughs> but I do want to reiterate what Damien said, um, I know the member portal can be extensive. Please try to get that done before you attend the event. It'll save you hours, get your, you know, right in there to counseling. If you can even go to a workshop before the event, you know, you don't have to, but if you can, you know, try and get all that out of the way before the event so you can focus on the counseling and getting qualified and getting to the underwriter. Um, you go do everything. But as Damien said, you can do everything right there at the event if you need to, or if you're having technology problems getting through the portal. But I definitely recommend you saving the time by doing it up front. 
and can walk out of the door qualified. I mean, it is so possible. If you think it's not possible, get onto our website and just look at the last event that we did last month in New York. And then back in May, we were in Miami. If you just look at some of the videos on, on NACA's, uh, NACA.com's website, it's powerful. Lisa, I'm throwing up hearts for you. I'm trying, Lisa. Lisa, say, come on down, Eric. I'm going to keep trying, Lisa. But Eric is speaking. Eric and Damien are speaking knowledge to you guys when they say you can work this 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 process to your benefit you control the timeline you control how fast everybody wants to know well how long does it take it's entirely up to you 80 percent of this process is really in your hands you control your destiny so 214 i see you, you you're saying thank you for mentioning that and i see your questions 214 is already hitting us out and that's in dallas with some questions about the virtual workshop he or she just attended so i mean if you guys are ready eric you know we yeah. E, e with the T. Thank you for giving me that. I'm not sure what e, that e means, but, uh, but I do want to reiterate what you said. Um, that's a, you're spot on. 80% of this is up to the members. And what's great about a multi, multiple day event, you know, four days in a row, and then some of them are five days in a row. If you get everything prepared up front in day one or two, you might find out you need this one or two more thing, things, and you can bring it back the next day. And as Angie Annette said, get qualified at the event. That's the goal get everything into the counselor, really discuss, you know, you meeting your goals during the event. And, and you don't have to make it just one day, especially if you're local, you know, you come back the next day, the next day, bring everything you need and get the entire process finished. And, and once you get finished, you can come and hang out with us and go ahead and get your volunteer part on as well. Okay. So you can do all, everything you can do. And, mm -hmm. and if I understand correct, Anjanette, isn't the, the parking free? So Get out of my head. That's what I was just about to mention. And the parking <laughs> is free. Damien, we are here today. Okay. Parking Good is man. free. It That's is free minute. open parking. The event is free. You don't have to pay to get in. Just come and get a get become aware of the, the services that are offered to you. Taking full advantage of it. Everything is free. Just come to the event. It is to your benefit. It, you know what? It would be detrimental for you not to. And again, I want to reiterate the phone number, 833-771-0500. And please stay connected to us on our social media channels, our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube. We're out there for you, giving you more of EE's -E tea today. So All definitely. All right, EE.T, EE.T. What's up, man? <laughs> I've got questions, but okay. For yes, now, you do. Um, we, we're going to definitely get started. We got two in one here. So I'm going to toggle back and forth. Uh, 214 definitely wanted to kick it off and start off by saying I attended the virtual workshop this weekend. I'm still unclear. What do I do next? And then Gigi asked the similar question saying my file is finished. Hopefully, do I have to ask for an appointment that day? Um, as far as the appointments, Definitely go ahead on and kick into that, Eric. But what you do after the workshop, Damien, don't we always get that question? Every week, every month. Yeah, it's an excellent question. If, as we were just talking about, if you haven't already completed your member portal side, so after the workshop, you know, you have your NAC ID and you can even get it before the events now. But you have your NAC ID, you have your email, you log on to your member portal and you upload all of your documents. The key is to get all of your documents in and information. So you're going to do your own data entry, provide your own documents. And you'll, yep, you'll pay your fees and you'll get all that done. And, and the fees, it's $25 per household per year. And then you pay for the credit report to try merge. It's exactly what we pay for it. I think it's about $13, um, somewhere between $13 and $15 for the TransUnion experience and Equifax report. Um, and, you, and you put all that in first and then you schedule your appointment with your counselor. So you got to make sure that you have all that in because what, what you don't want to do is um, you don't want to have an appointment where the counselor is processing your documents. You want to have all that. Your counselor needs to focus on how you're going to meet your goals. So as Anjanet said, you're going to do 80% of the work for processing and document providing up front. Now, two tips I'll add to that. Um, one, whenever you're corresponding, I don't know if you know this or not, but email, just the word, email your NAC ID at NACA, N-A-C-A, links, L-Y-N-X.com. 
always send it to your file because sometimes depending on what you're doing, where you're doing it at, what computer you're using, it may look like it has that document has uploaded to your file and it has not. So make sure you send it in smaller files. If you got your W-2s, your taxes, don't put all of that in one file. Send it separately each time to your email so that now it's also there as well for the counselor. But definitely the best way to do it is to go ahead and upload it to the proper location that it's supposed to be. But I would always, always copy my file just in case on your end it says it uploaded you get in there with the counselor and they said they don't see it you can give them the date and time that you now sent it via email and they're able to go and find it find it and now get move it on over but you don't want to spend a whole lot of time with their process and they you want them to be going through the process with you not trying to process your documentation so that's why it's imperative to get as much of that done as possible but whenever you correspond always correspond also through your your email portal also for the classes because we changed the the, the the member portal has been updated so some of you all who have been in the process before it definitely looks different now and you may not quite know how to do everything so we have classes all you do is to naca.com go to home buyer scroll down to where you do workshops attend the workshop on how to work in your member portal, just so that you're well, well versed with working and what you need to do in the portal. We always make sure you have tools and everything you, you need to do to get through this process. And we have videos and classes for that. Thank you. Right. Member portal is key for documents though. Member portal is definitely key. Moving on, Popey Eats. Popey Eats says, can someone still use this program if they help someone refinance, but they don't own the home? Mm, I think I understand your question. So um, you may have had a parent or sibling or someone who had a house. The rates dropped significantly. I mean, for a long time, they just started coming back up um, you know, earlier this year. So rates were down at two and a half, three percent for refinances a person needed to refinance, they may have not have met the, the qualification criteria for whoever they used to refinance without the additional borrower. So you help them by going on their loan, but you are not a title holder, you don't own that home. Um, if that's the case, then you can use NACA. NACA is, I, I think you're referring to the eligibility criteria that one cannot own a home and purchase through NACA. You have to sell that home or um, before you buy through the NACA program. If you simply help my refinance, you're going to have more paperwork to do. We're really going to have to understand that you were just helping somebody. Um, it will, however, and this is the hard part for you, it will impact your debt to income ratio. When you signed for that person, if you co-refinance with that person, you became a co-buyer on their loan. And that's showing in your credit report as a debt obligation of yours. It's a joint mm -hmm. obligation with them, but that is your debt obligation. So it may significantly impact how much you can qualify for to purchase your own home. So I hate to say it, and it's um, you know, you should never share credit. Um, I hate that you yeah you refinance with somebody if you don't own the home because mm -hmm. you got to be careful about putting houses in your name um, that you don't own. Um, well, even that, that's even worse. The house is not in your name. The mortgage is. The obligation to repay the debt for the houses if you've co-signed for them. Absolutely. Now, Eric, is that also, or would that also be the same for a HELOC home equity line of credit? If you help someone to now pull some equity out of their home and you sign, is that going to be the similar case too as well? I'm um, similar. So, so if you sign for a HELOC, the house has to be in your name. Yeah. So you're not really co-signing for someone else because it's exactly what you said it is. A HELOC is a home equity line of credit. So you're taking, you're borrowing for whatever. It could be for home repairs, but it could be for debt consolidation. It could even be to buy a car. But you're borrowing and you're using your house as the collateral for that loan. That's what a HELOC is. Um, I'm not a fan of HELOCs because I don't believe people should ever risk their house over consolidating debt or a car or other types of debt. You know, perhaps a HELOCs makes sense if you're doing rehab to your house, if you're putting that money back into your house, um, because with the new tax laws, that's the only way it's tax, tax deductible anyway. Okay. But there's no point in risking your house if you don't even get the tax benefit of it. Okay. You know, I think you're better off just taking a little bit higher interest rate and taking out a personal loan, where if God forbid you can't pay it back, 
they don't take your house. If you don't pay the that HELOC back or can't pay it back, they will foreclose on that house to get their money sure back. Will. They sure will. Yes. Thank you for that information, Eric. Popey Eats and uh, Lisa, you guys, thank you so much for your questions. Uh, uh, 214, thank you so much. Keep them coming, guys. Next, we have Caitlin throwing up some hearts for Caitlin. Thank you for this question on new construction, Caitlin. Caitlin is asking for new construction. Does NACA use the estimated tax amount from the builder or from the estimate on the county website? Ooh, Caitlin's deep in. I love this. a great question. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take the purchase price that you're buying the new construction for and multiply it by the mill rate, which is the tax rate for your area. And the tax rate is different in every area. Um, it's actually really high in Texas where, where we're having the event because yeah. there's no property. There's no income tax, state income tax in Texas. The, the government, the local governments make up the difference in property taxes. Yeah. It's really high in places like Detroit, um, Long Island, New York, Westchester, New York. Um, so, it's, so they, when I say really high, they have, you know, um, a 3% tax rate where most of the country is about, um, you know, 0.125 or 1.25. Okay. Um, so they're, they're, they're more than double the other parts. The reason your question is, is so important is because new construction, the last tax bill was on unimproved land. Uh -huh. So it was taxed on land only. So we can't use that because we'll set you up for failure. You know, you'll get a tax bill for $1,000, for example, um, when you close, but then as soon as you're, you know, the assessor assesses for the first year, it'll jump up to $8,000 and you'll have a huge deficiency in the payments you made for the first year, meaning you'll have to pay the whole gap all at once at the end of the year or spread it out over the next year's worth of payments, making your monthly payment go way up. NACA sets you up for what you're actually going to have to pay the first time around, which is like purchase price. You know, the best the best we can do if, if it hasn't been assessed yet as improved value purchase price times the mill rate for your area. And in my opinion, that's the right way of doing it, too. But that's just my opinion. Well, well you know, it's a great opinion you have because we'll even do that when um, when there is a tax assessment on non new construction, but clearly it hasn't been assessed in a long time and values have skyrocketed skyrocketed in the last three years. I mean, yeah. at really unhealthy rates of appreciation. You know, a healthy market is three to 7% appreciation per year. You know, we've seen some markets with 25% and higher. Um, so unfortunately that means you're gonna pay a lot more taxes mm -hmm. when those houses get reassessed. So we'll help you and split the difference and anticipate in your monthly payment, you know, because you're just now buying a house. Yeah. Some states, as soon as you buy a house, they go ahead and reassess. Like when, when title changes hands, the state comes in and says, well, somebody just bought the house, you know, let, let's reassess and see if we can't get more taxes out of it. Um, the other, the rest of the states, they have to reassess within X number of years, depending on, you know, their, the legislation within that municipality. Right. So for example, in, in North Carolina, they have to reassess in eight years, within every eight years. They can do it every two years, but they cannot go more than eight years. You have to be careful if you're in one like North Carolina, which has a long assessment period. If they haven't assessed for seven years, the last person was paying taxes at a very low you know, value. And when you buy that house, it's going to get assessed within the next year and yeah. your taxes are going to skyrocket. Yeah, they are. It's a great question Caitlin asks. And I, I implore everybody to prepare themselves for, what's, for their reality of what they're going to have to pay in property taxes and in homeowners insurance. Mm -hmm. Those are the two things that change. When you buy a house with the NACA program, it's always a fixed rate mortgage. Yep. Your principal and interest payment will never change. That's right. But unfortunately, taxes tend to increase and insurance tends to increase over the years. Just be Especially if you have claims throughout the year, they do. Oh, well, that wow. does matter. <laughs> That'll make it skyrocket. And again, something else you have to be really careful of is purchasing in a flood zone. Yeah. Flood insurance can be incredibly expensive. Now, you know, if you're buying in, you know, New Orleans, Louisiana, for example, it's it's unavoidable. You know, right. so city's a flood zone. Right. But if you're buying in Atlanta, Georgia, I would personally avoid flood zones completely because you're paying a lot more for the same house, uh, or for, you know, for for insurance that's that someone else is not going to pay. And it tends to be harder. In you know, we're flipping back to a buyer's market. You're not feeling it quite yet, but we are definitely flipping back towards a buyer's market. 
it's really hard to sell houses if you need to in flood zones in buyers markets you, you know people buy them generally buy them in the type of markets we've been in where it's a total seller's market makes sense makes wow. sense thank you for that ee -E with more tea caitlin thank you so <laughs> much for that question and guess what caitlin we're still here if you have any additional questions based on eric's answer you know hit us back up we throw out some hearts for you and we welcome you to come back in with more questions thank you so much 612, I believe that's Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's somewhere in Minnesota. That's my old hood right there. My phone died during the virtual workshop, but I was not allowed back in. So what do I do now? Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a good question. Um, and I know that happens with technology sometimes, but we do have to have you complete an entire workshop from beginning to end. So the next best thing, next thing you need to do is sign up for the next virtual workshop or in-person mm -hmm. workshop. We're back to doing in-person workshops, which I prefer. I mean, there's nothing like looking at somebody, getting a sense of, you know, of what they're saying, you know, virtually, you know, it's good. But when you're personally there, you just get so much more out of it. Just like a concert, right? If you watch it on TV, it's good. But when you're there, there's a whole different energy. Workshops are just like that. Um, yeah. So, yes, um, unfortunately, you, you will have to start over. But that's not a bad thing because you'll have heard it all twice. And in my opinion, that'll get you twice as ready. And retain more information. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 612, thank you for that question. We're back on 214. 214 is saying Texas is in the house today. 214 is saying, can I use the city down payment assistance grant along with Section 8? Good question. I insist that you do. Absolutely. <laughs> it is a great question. And wow. absolutely. So you can use the housing choice voucher. Um, and what we have a program called Hot PHA, which what we'll do is we'll amortize your loan over 20 years. Because if you're if you're not permanently disabled um, and not elderly, they, they're going to give you payments. They're going to give you assistance for 15 years, even though you have a 30-year loan. What NACA is going to help you do is qualify such that will amortize over 20 years. So that the vast majority of your loan will be paid off by the time you stop having the assistance. So you have 15 years to figure out how to pay only the five years that's going to be left after the housing authority stops helping you. Now, definitely take, so generally speaking, if you qualify for a housing authority section eight program, the housing choice voucher, you're also going to qualify for these down payment assistance grants. Combine them, combine them, combine them. We just close. Actually, we just um ch check out the our website. Yeah. We just closed yeah. one in Newark yeah. where she used the Hot PHA program. In addition to she got a ten thousand dollar grant right on top of that. Bought down her interest rate. In her case, paid her pre prepaid taxes and insurance with that grant. Um, beautiful loan, beautiful property, beautiful woman who who bought the person. Just a beautiful energy about her. So appreciative. She went from homelessness to being a homeowner with significant assistance on our mortgage for the next 15 years. Wow. Yep, and it was powerful. You gotta go to our website to look at the feature story. It's it's very, very moving. I implore everyone to take a look at that at www.naca.com. You know how I preach it. Now, Eric, in conjunction with that question that you just answered, answered about the hot PHA, would you recommend that they start with NACA first or go to their, their um, representative with the housing authority? What should they, what would be the first step in that process that you would recommend? I mean, since NACA's workshop is so easy and good online, I would definitely schedule everything today. Start today. So if you don't have an appointment or if you, you know, you can go to the event and, and get an appointment next week, at the end of next week, um, yep, end of next week. Um, you know, get that process started, whoever has the first availability, but don't sign up simultaneously. You know, most people are already in the Section 8 program. Mm -hmm. um, and, and before they start transitioning and thinking about home ownership, you know, they succeed at renting and say, you know, I can do this. You know, um, you know the, the, the trade-offs of home ownership that you have, you have to prepare yourself for are you have to do the repairs and maintenance yourself. Um, otherwise, home ownership is very similar to renting. You know, exactly. The, the cool part is, you know, no, your landlord's not going to just skyrocket the rent or push you out, which has happened to a lot of people. Correct. Right. Right. So if you know you're where you want to be. That's you know. the best control ever right there. 
Awesome. I love it. 214, thank you for that question. And I know you asked another one on the call, 214, because you came back in. I got that question already ready and loaded. And I think Eric answered it, but we're going to ask it later. Let's hop on back to Facebook, giving Facebook some hearts for Sabrina. Uh, Sabrina says, how many months bank statements are required initially? And she's saying, is it three? And she, yeah. Well, the minimum amount is three to start off. That's exactly right. For all accounts that you have open. So minimum of three months. Now think about your situation though. If you're not renting and you live with family without rent, provide six months bank statements up front because your counselor is going to want to see your cash flow over a six month period because they're going to have to do a little bit deeper dive to help make sure they understand your affordability for the long term. You know, somebody who's already renting, the premises, premise of this program is that if you've been paying X amount in rent successfully, meaning not increasing debt, depleting your savings, you know, paying all your bill, other bill, other obligations on time, and living a reasonable lifestyle, meaning you're not house poor just to pay rent, um, then we know you can afford rent, and that's what we can qualify you for. If you've been, if you met all that criteria and you have a monthly savings pattern, we qualify you for rent plus the savings pattern. Well, if you have no rent or no history of rent, you know, it's going to be a little harder for you, for yourself to assess what you're comfortable, comfortable paying for a monthly housing obligation. Because once you buy a house, you know, you're going to be in that house long term. For NACA, you know, assume that you're not going to be able to move out for at least five years. And like I said, as we're transitioning markets with interest rates going up and it's shifting to be a, a, a buyer's market, you know, we're still in the seller's market, but it's shifting. We're starting to pivot. Um, you can end up in that house a year or two and have trouble selling and might not have the equity. Um, so affordable payment is the key. Don't worry. As long as your payment is affordable, you will ultimately have, you know, an incredible amount of equity. And obviously, if you keep the house long enough, you'll have the house paid off. Awesome. Wow. Exactly. And that's good information right there. I'm going to toggle back and forth. You guys are really tearing it up today. Boy, I tell you, Eric, when when Eric's here, they just they eat you up. So let me let me rush through this. So Viola and Carlos, I'm coming back. I'm coming back to you and Amber. I'm getting to you on Facebook. Let me toggle back to 504 because that's New Orleans, uh, Louisiana. Um, New Orleans is saying I want to attend the event in Texas. I will be coming from Louisiana, but I heard my friend say she tried, she tried it, but you all tell her where she has to live. Why am I getting a loan for a home, but you tell me where I can live? Is this true? I'll, I'll answer this one briefly. No, no, of course we don't tell people where to live. However, this is a owner occupancy program. It means the house you buy, you have to live in. So the income that we use to qualify you for your application has to be within commuting distance of where you purchase. So maybe your friend, you know, was a bus driver in Charlotte and tried to buy a house in Texas saying, oh, I'll just find a job when I get there. That we cannot do. You have to have income in commuting distance. Now, some people can get a letter from their employer that says it does not matter where, you know, Jane Doe lives because she works remotely. And then you can purchase pretty much anywhere. However, we would have you live in the place you're going to purchase for at least some period of time so you understand the community you're purchasing in and don't make a mistake, you know, location, location, location. You know, if you purchase sight unseen, you, buy, you might buy in a location in a city that you just can't live in because culturally it doesn't work for you. You know, it's not where your churches are or the people you want to be around. And there's nothing worse than buying a house in a community that you don't feel welcome in. You're going to want out. And we, we want people to succeed in home ownership. Absolutely. Understood, understood, understood. So 504, uh, if we answered your question, let us know. And if we, if you have any more questions, please hit us up. Thank you for calling 833-771-0500. Viola and Facebook, throwing you up some hearts, Viola. And I think we've already answered your question on the bank statements, but Viola also has a question. How does the voucher work with NACA? I was told my voucher doesn't count as income. It's a, it's a great question, actually. So it depends on the housing authority you're, you're working with right now. So if the housing authority makes the payment to the servicer, so you're going to close your loan with Bank of America, they'll, they'll have your servicing statement. If the housing authority picks, makes the payment directly, then your portion, so for easy math, say your portion of 
the housing payment monthly. So right now you're, you're renting and probably getting the voucher. Your portion is $400 a month. But the standard payment for what you're renting is $1,400 a month. Just using those figures for easy math. Um, you'll only have to qualify for $400 a month because that's your portion. If the And that's if they pay the servicer directly and put the loan number on it because then you only have to qualify for your payment. If the housing authority gives the money to you and then you apply it to mortgage to the mortgage, then that's income. They're giving it to you and then it's calculated as part of your income. So it, it depends on, and, and the way HUD worked it out was they left it up to each jurisdiction of how they're going to you know, make the payments per the voucher. So HUD doesn't dictate, it always goes to the servicer, it always goes to the borrower. So it depends on the, 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 I know that was a long answer, but the short answer of that depends on your housing authority. So it will either be applied to your income, added to your income, or it'll just focus on your member portion. Now, our CEO has been working on this for a long time, and, uh, and I'm pretty sure he's got it to where he can work with pretty much any housing authority and have them make the payment directly. That's a good thing for you. That means you'll qualify for more house. That's right. Love that answer. And that is actually some, some food you can definitely use. Great. Thank you for that answer, Eric. Keep them coming, guys. Carlos, Carlos say, I would like to know if you guys are in Delaware. We are. We are licensed in Delaware. Delaware is a pretty small state. I've, we've done quite a few loans in Delaware. Beautiful place to buy. Um, so the short answer is yes, we are. We don't have a physical office in the state of Delaware. Um, one of my favorite states, actually, I've been driving through since I was a child, going from New York to North Carolina. I always loved going over the gap. That's um, right. Eric's a New Yorker, guys. Remember that. So, <laughs> um, Eric, just to qualify, you, we're you're able to buy a house in pretty much all 50 states. We may not have an office, but because we do everything virtually, it doesn't really matter. Am I correct in that assumption? Yeah, yes, pretty much. Um, so where we have an office, you're going to work with the local staff from the office. Um, but we, but exactly as you said, Damien, we have we are licensed and we are ready for operations in all 50 states. We have our vendors, our settlement agents, everything we need um, for all 50 states. So you'll probably work with the Housing Counseling Center if you're purchasing in Delaware. Um, and our staff in Philadelphia are licensed in Delaware. Um, it's pretty close. And that's where most members, you know, work with the Philly, Philly office mm -hmm. or the um, housing counseling center. But, you know, like Nebraska, we don't have an office, but you can absolutely use the NACA program. Most of our housing counseling center and so on. So any state, anywhere you want to buy, you can use the NACA program. You will do most things virtually, though, um, if we don't have a physical brick and mortar location um, where you're trying to purchase. Now, does it also work? So the, the 50 states, which includes Alaska and Hawaii, does that also include the territories like Puerto Rico? Or yes? It does not. Um, at this time, we are working on something with Puerto Rico. Okay. Um, but at, at this time, it's just the 50 states. Great okay. question. Thank you. Absolutely. Moving on, Amber. Amber is asking, uh, how will it be for people that receive SSI? That's, you know, uh, Social Security. Social Security, yes. Um, and she's speaking from New Jersey. So hearts up to you out there in New Jersey. But it's the Social Security question is across the board. How will that work for NAFTA? It's um, actually it's one of the greatest forms of income. It's really easy to document. It is super stable. So we absolutely use it. Not only that, a lot of Social Security income is non-taxable. So what we'll do is we'll take your income and add 25 percent to it. Whoa. Um, it's called grossing up income yeah. because we're comparing you to somebody who has to pay income taxes. Now, keep in mind, if you file your taxes, um, we can only gross up the percentage of your income that you pay taxes on. So if you have additional income plus Social Security and say, you know, the way you write your taxes, you pay 10 percent in taxes. We can only gross up 10 percent. Um, but if you don't file taxes at all, because a lot of people who collect Social Security are eligible to not have to file, we'll, we'll add 25% to your income when factor your, factoring your debt to income and housing ratio. Absolutely. Right. And once again, Eric is giving you, EE is giving you the tea you need. So we're giving you more of what you need to succeed. Thank you so much, Eric. Um, and we're then Carlos, I hope that answered your question. Amber, you as well. So let's move on to Gonzalez. Gonzalez is saying, hello, I'm new here. 
how many, I guess he's asking how long is the wait time to be approved? And I think we answered this earlier, but let's reiterate how much of this process you control, Gonzalez. Exactly. It's, it's a great question. For some people, they'll walk in our doors and qualify that day. For other people, um, for, to meet their goals, it's going to take longer. It can take, it can take a day, it can take a week, it can take months, it can take years. Right. Um, to really meet your goals. So some people, they own, they have in their mind what they want to buy because this is their one purchase. They're going to live in it forever. And it's okay if it takes a year to prepare your finances, your family, um, get every everything done to purchase a house. So it's different for everyone. Um, and it'll have something to do with counselor availability in your area. Now, now, Eric, I do have another question to ask, going back to what you were talking about with Social Security. And I got a question about Social Security, Social Security disability. When a lot of those people may qualify for disability on their taxes, they may qualify where they're 65 and older and they don't have to pay a certain amount of taxes. When NACA is figuring out the prepaid taxes, do they take that in consideration then or do, or does it, or do you have to wait until you file with the actual county that you live in and then the reduction. I, I'm just trying to figure okay. out. I'm, I'm gonna clarify your question to make sure I have it right. Correct. Um, and I'm gonna remove the type of income because I don't think that's even a factor in what you're asking. Okay. When somebody's eligible for discounted property taxes because of their age, disability, or whatever that municipality offers, I think your question is, does NACA underwrite to the higher taxes or what they're eligible for. For example, in, in Texas, where Jeanette sits, there's what's called a homestead exemption. If you're buying and living in the state of Texas, you get property tax reduction, meaning you're an owner occupant. Um, New York City, I, I think most, if not all of New York State has that. Yes, we will underwrite to a homestead exemption because you are an owner occupant and it's guaranteed. For different for other types of property tax assessments, or I'm sorry, reductions, um, if it requires an application process, then we, we do not underwrite to it. You have to finish that process and get approved, and then your tax bill will get lowered. So you'll, you, you could potentially end up paying less taxes, but we would underwrite to the current tax bill with the homestead exemption, or in New York's called the STAR exemption, and so on. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Eric. Moving back to 214. 214, thank you. You're staying with us and I love it. I love the energy. Uh, 214 saying the city grant tells me I can use the grant for down payment assistance. So can this count as my minimum required funds? 214 is trying um, to think here. Yeah, uh, generally speaking, no. Um, your minimum required funds, you have to demonstrate that you have the ability to save. Because if you have no ability to save, then you don't have the ability to maintain a property. So generally speaking, no. We will make some exceptions in the case of somebody with a housing choice voucher, or in the case of somebody who's extremely low income. Um, but 214, since I have your name, I'm just gonna tell you straight and look, look right at the camera at you and say this. You know, if you're making the median income or anywhere close to it and you can't save the $2,500 cash you need, then I think you have to change something in your budget before you're ready for home ownership or to buy a house. And and I also want to add to that because the other thing is you have to pay your you do your earnest money you have to pay for the home inspector so if somebody else is giving you money they don't usually give that was not contributed until closing and you have to do this prior to getting to that am, am I correct or is that correct in the assumption um well for closing you gen two and four is correct you generally only have to pay your pre-paid taxes prepaid insurance and interim interest. So it's not very much depending on how much tax and insurance in your area. You don't need a, a lot of money. There are optional products like interest rate buy down. Some people um, do repair escrows out of pocket. Now there's other things. Some people purchase um, homeowners title insurance. Um, some people buy into homeowners associations which charge an upfront fee. So there's other monies that depending on what you're buying, you may, you may, may need to bring for closing. But for a NACA purchase, you're only required to pay prepaid taxes, prepaid insurance, interim interest. So it's not it's not very much money. And we do, we, we train people, we teach people, we counsel people, we coach people to learn how to save. 
because just like that $2,500, something's going to go wrong in homeownership. Absolutely. You owned that car long enough, exactly. something went wrong and you had to pay to fix it. A house is the same. Yep. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. <laughs> yep. Um, thank you, Eric and Damien. So Mercedes, Mercedes throwing up some hearts for you. I know you've been waiting for this question. So there are no housing assistance grants in my area. I would have to quit NACA and go through their lender. So how can I get a home buyer assistance? I tried getting a gift to help, to help, but my family is not that well off to even cover half of what I need to get qualified. I have 9,000 saved, by the way. Um, 9,000 should be more than enough to purchase the NACA program. Um, actually, I'll tell you it is in virtually any jurisdiction in NACA, unless you're, unless you're only interested in multifamily, where that might not be enough. But Mercedes, I'll tell you, it's not true there's no housing assistance grants in your area. Um, they're in every area. It might be true that they're not currently working with NACA. So, and that's taxpayer money. So when I was buying through NACA in 2003, they told me the same thing. The local program was called City Within a City Grant Program. Oh, we don't work with NACA. So I got everyone who was working with NACA to call that grant program and virtually shut down their food lines until they would work with NACA. What I'm saying is it's, it's some effort. But work with your local office, you know, work with the regional director for your office. It's exactly right, Damien. And advocate to have them change their practices because some of the local grant workers, they're just used to doing it the way they've always done it. It doesn't mean there's not a better way to do it. And when that comes to our, our tax money, we need to get them to spend it in the best possible way. And certainly that's with an owner occupancy homeownership program with the best mortgage terms in the industry. That is NACA. Right. And that's wow. advocacy. That is truly advocacy. And if I'm reading Mercedes' question correctly, I think that's exactly what's happening because she said in order to gain access, she has to quit NACA and go to a different lender. So Eric, you hit the nail on the head. So Mercedes, that's your money. Use it to your, use your power and utilize NACA to its full potential to help you with this process. Amen. Um, we're rounding up in the last 15 minutes, guys. So I'm going to try to hit everybody and phone calls, I see we got seven out there. Ugh, it's going to be tight. Um, right, we'll do a speed round. I'll yes. be quick about the answers. Speed round. Um, 214. 214 is back at us. So 214, I know I'm going to see you in, in Houston. Um, enjoyed last show with real estate brokers. And this one is very helpful as well. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you. You <laughs> are so welcome. Uh, last show was good. 504 is saying and 504 is back and looked like he's clarifying. I was referred to, he was referring to the census tract. They are telling me I must live oh, in a certain uh, part of the city. So, I will be, I'll yeah. be brief. So that's about NACA eligibility. There's priority and non-priority. You are a priority member if your income is below the median income for the metropolitan statistical area in which you're purchasing. And just go to the FFIEC website, just Google F. F-I-E-C, you go to the website or, you know, you go to our website and there's links to it uh, to see what the median income for is where you're purchasing. NACA is exclusive to people purchasing in low moderate income communities or people who are low moderate income themselves. So if you are low moderate income, you're a priority member, you can purchase wherever you want. If you're non-priority, meaning you're application income is more than the median income for that MSA or metropolitan statistical area, then you are limited to be to purchasing in a census tract neighborhood that's a lower moderate income community, i.e. bring your money into the neighborhoods that are lower income, create economic diversity, eligible for the program. But if you're high income, purchasing in a high income community, NAC is not for you. So to 504's earlier question, when they was asking, was that true that NACA tells you where you can and can't live is going back to the, his initial statement, when you're priority versus non-priority, if they're non-priority and they want to live in a certain area, is NACA going to tell them no? We're not going to tell people where to live, but we are, we are saying that our program is mission focused and, we are, and we're here exclusively for people who are low moderate income and or purchasing in a low moderate income community. So the short answer to that is we don't tell anyone where to live. NACA is not for everyone. Not everyone is eligible for our program. Okay. All right. 504, if that helped, and I, yep, 
504, they came back already with another question. I'll get you in a minute. So Sally, Sally and Facebook throwing up you those hearts. Sally is saying, I have uploaded everything that I was supposed to, but have not been submitted to underwriter and have not heard back from my counselor for over a month. What can I do? Ooh, over a month is way too long. If you yeah. submitted everything, you got to get your file in because things are going to outdate soon. So um, a starting point is call member services, 425-602-6222. They'll take a brief overlook, make sure that everything's in your file, and they'll get your file to the office director and or regional director to get you some assistance in getting it moving along. So member services is your, is your starting point. Get information. Absolutely. And so thank you, Sally. Mary is saying, can you qualify for more home buying power at requalification? I have I have a raise, a raise coming coming once the new school year starts. Congratulations, Mary, on the raise. Can she Very get good. requalified for a higher amount? And if you're an educator, kudos to you. We love Absolutely. educators within our program. I mean some of the core membership we're here for. The, yeah. the short answer to that question is absolutely yes. Um, so don't forget, when you get the raise, also continue your savings pattern. And don't just save if, if you told your counselor you want to qualify for $1,500 a month and your current rent is, is $1,000. Don't just save the $500 a month. Save at the top capacity of your ability to save. Because you might find that with your raise and with your adjustments to your budget, that you might get comfortable paying $1,650 or $1,700 a month in a housing payment. And that might be what you need to meet your homeownership goals. So save at your capacity and absolutely you can be resubmitted to increase your PITI or principal interest tax insurance payment that you're qualified for. We don't qualify for dollar amount of home purchases. We qualify for the affordable monthly payment. And then to the questions earlier, you know, your real estate agent, your counsel to help you figure out the taxes, insurance, and homeowners associations in your area, if you have one, because um, really important, two people who qualify for a payment of $1,500 a month can make completely different dollar amount purchases. If one person is in Texas with really high taxes, and the other person is in Atlanta, Georgia, you know, someone's in Houston, Texans, the other one's in Atlanta, Georgia, the taxes are less than half, so you can buy more dollar house in Georgia than Texas with the same monthly qualification. Now, if that person in Georgia now has a homeowners association fee, like they're buying a condo of $500 a month, now the person in Texas can buy more with that same $1,500 payment. Exactly. So you really have to look at, you know, all the, all the parts of the payment and what you're purchasing. Absolutely. Mary, I hope that answered your question. If not, hit us back up and giving you some hearts out there in Facebook land. Robin, Robin is saying, do the VA benefits apply? No, they only apply in a, in a VA loan. Mm -hmm. However, you can use the um, Veterans Association's um, income, you know, disability, any of the retirement income you get. Um, but no, um, this is not a VA loan. This is actually a national conventional loan. Absolutely. So Robin, hopefully that answered your question. 832 is back saying, I am on section eight. If I show my proof of an award, what else will I need from the housing authority? That's it. Your caseworker will provide the letter that you're qualified for the home ownership housing choice voucher. That's all we need. And then if you're currently on sex, uh, if you're currently using the Section 8 program for rental, we just need to see evidence of two consecutive months, the most recent two consecutive months of the assistance you're receiving. That's it. Simple as that. It is as simple as that. There's no reason you can't come here and succeed, 832. So make it happen. Make it happen. 504. 504 is back again with his, his rebuttal. But if I want a better school district for my kids, why would you not allow for a better life but restrict me to census tract with priority only? I, yeah, I think um, I understand where you're coming from. But I think you're thinking about it the wrong way. We don't restrict anyone. Our program is what it is and it's for who it's for. And I get it that everyone wants to take advantage of the best mortgage terms in the industry, right? But we have to use and focus our resources on people who need us the most. And that's our mission. So if you're higher than the median income and you're purchasing in a census tract where you bring the higher income to an already higher income neighborhood, that's not who needs us the most. Remember, we have a mission. We stabilize neighborhoods. And one of the ways to do that, which is why we allow uh, non-party members to purchase in priority communities, 
is because economic diversity stabilizes neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I don't want you to feel like we're doing anything against you. It's just not for everyone. For example, uh, I mean, for example, we're talking about grants, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I want a, I want a $50,000 grant to make my next home purchase too. But for most grant programs, if you're above the median income or above a certain income, you're just not simply not eligible. So you don't get it. I mean, you got to think about it that way. You know, we have to focus our resources on the people who need us the most. Now, I'll add a, a, another piece from a previous life, I guess, is advocacy. If you go into those neighborhoods and you see what the school needs, just like where you want to go, somebody worked to get that school up to where it is. So if you now put into participate in the school boards, the PTA, you can now create the same school system where you're now buying your home if it's not where you want it to be. So I'm always saying don't live in a bubble, but be involved in your community, be involved in your HOA. Get out there and get everybody to work towards it to make that a number one school wherever you move. Damien hit the nail on the head. I didn't want to get into all that, but it, it is important that he said it. Um, that's part of the economic diversity we talk about when people come back to the community. So what we would say is exactly that, is be one of the people who, if you don't like that school, school district, be one of the people who change it, because that's where our membership is living. If they need to be in better schools, help them, you know, bring the money in, bring the education in, bring the efforts in to improve that neighborhood or that school district. Absolutely. And 504, again, we're here. Thank you for your engagement. You've been here with us since the start. So we appreciate that. Rounding it on up, 612 is saying, counselor never sent me a link for my appointment. This has happened to several friends. Why is this? And now what do I do for my appointment? Oh, I hate to hear that. Um, so our member services, so the woman who runs um, the appointment team, the NSR team, um, she, when she hears about this, um, she will get it fixed for you. So please call that 425-602-6222, explain exactly that and, you know, advocate for yourself you know, be persistent and make sure they put you in touch with someone who gives you that appointment. Um, and if it gets missed again, you, you definitely want to follow up and make sure that it's brought to the attention of NACA appointment leadership. Um, they take it very seriously. They've done a phenomenal job of making these happen. We record the sessions and they hold the counselors accountable um, if they miss sessions. Now, um, having said that, I will say, unfortunately, it's been a pretty crazy couple of years for people falling ill. And we have had, um, you know, the same numbers everyone else's with counselors being out with COVID. Um, so sometimes people will make appointments and then fall ill and they, and they can't execute on that appointment. Um, and we do fill our calendars completely. We don't have where counselors are sitting around waiting. You know, we schedule everyone to help as many people as possible. Um, any given day. Eric, with that, what are the hours that they work? And also, is there a certain amount of time, say I'm scheduled at 11 o'clock, would you say, say by 11.15 or a certain time, I need to call the the office to now say, hey, I haven't heard, I you know, didn't get a link, I haven't got one now, and it's 15 minutes after, what would you recommend in those situations? Um, I would say if you have an 11 o'clock appointment and you haven't had a link by 11 o'clock, you call at 11 o'clock. I, I, I'm not one for that grace period. You know, okay. appointment is an appointment. So call right away. Um, and the counselor's hours, you know, and, and I don't know anyone at NACU who doesn't work beyond these hours, but the base hours for a counselor are 8 a, 8.30 a.m. their time. So if they're in Eastern, Eastern time, Central, Central, and, and West, West, um, or Pacific. Um, 8.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Y'all okay. hear that? And I'm going to round it on up real quick with two last questions. We're going to try to do it in, in less than 60 seconds. Kelly is saying, does NACA allow home ownership in rural areas? And the answer is... Of course we do. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And Maria is saying, what should I expect during my very first counseling session? Is there anything I need to do to prepare? Um, yes, go to www.naca.com, go to home buyer section, 
go to resources, purchase resources, and read that home buyer workbook. Yeah. Read, read that workbook before you qualification come in. Qualification workbook. Yeah, the, there you go. The qualification workbook. Yeah. It'll really prepare you for that session. It'll help you understand and really focus on the part of that workbook that's initial assessment. If you get that down, Pat, you will be ready with all your questions. You'll get your questions answered and you really accelerate your process. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And guess what? The old clock on the wall say it's time for us to go. But we thank you for joining this American Dream Show hosted by none other than our very own Eric Exum. Let's give him some hearts up there. Thank you, Eric. As always, EE has come to you with the T, giving you more of what you need to succeed. You guys take care, stay safe, and don't forget, don't see me, don't beat me here. Don't see me here, beat me here. Right here in Houston. <laughs> Thanks for listening. NACA's American Dream Program is a production of the Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America, a national nonprofit organization fighting for economic justice through affordable homeownership and community advocacy. To learn more about NACA and our advocacy efforts, careers, NACA's Best in America Mortgage, or to join a NACA in your community, visit us at NACA.com. <laughs>